Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the show this week, you guys. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest to you. We are in for a special treat. Like you guys know, it has been my passion to bring successful Etsy shop owners on here with all different backgrounds, all different products, like super different experience because we're all going to relate differently to a different seller, right? There's There are things to learn and little tidbits to get in aha moments and just inspiration to be had, right? From all of the different ways that you can find success on Etsy. I mean, the different stories, the different paths are so exciting and inspiring and fun. Today will be, will not disappoint you. <laughs> I promise this is an exciting one for me. So we have on today, Ethan Morford of Hazel Oak Farms. And I have a little intro for him. Ethan is a modern day craftsman, designer, and metal worker. He's a fixer, a builder, and a doer. Ethan is always looking for the next challenge. He was born an entrepreneur, and he began one of his first businesses mowing lawns at the age of 14. Ethan studied horticulture and agronomy as an undergraduate, so working with furniture has been a natural fit. Ethan built Hazel Oak Farms with no loans alongside working a full-time sales job. He enjoys designing new products and making them with the highest quality materials. Okay, so Ethan is um, obviously a dude, which is so fun because that doesn't happen very often here on the podcast. And he has had almost 1,400, just shy of 1,400 sales of really high ticket items in his Etsy shop. These are big pieces of furniture, handmade things. So very exciting, the, the profit margin. But can you also imagine the work that goes into it? So over his various channels, he reaches over 300, no, sorry, 3 million different people every month across his different channels. His TikTok is how I found him. And it is huge. And it is so good. He's had, you know, like million hit um, view TikToks. So cool. And then also his YouTube is really exciting too. He has over 125,000 followers. He has two part-time and two full-time employees in his um, Etsy shop. And then they're they're really just expanding. So this summer, they're going to be building a new 5,000 square foot shop so they can increase production, bring on some more help because he's doing so much of this by hand. It's amazing. And they just opened a new showroom. So not only do they have an Etsy shop, they now have a website and a showroom um, just down the road in their town of Williamsburg, Iowa. And so cool. They had two products featured in the holiday 2021 Etsy house, which you will hear about. So totally different stories, totally different angle, a whole new line of products. Can you imagine shipping furniture? I can't. I shipped huge signs. It was enough. So help me welcome Ethan. I just know his stories and his tactical tips are going to be so helpful to you guys. Let's have him on. Well, hello, Ethan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
I've been saying I need to get some testosterone on the on the show. So we're really glad you signed up first. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for the conversation today. So, yeah, I think that um, our listeners are going to really love it because you're in such a unique niche and you do it so well. Like you are such an artist. You're such a craftsman. And um, that's such a contrast to some of the other conversations that I have where people are really interested in digital downloads and print on demand. And those are all great things, but it is really fun to talk to like an artist. So you get to wear the crown. (laughs) Well, thanks. Just uh, learning as I go, I guess, trying to figure it all out. So the product, the physical product business has a lot of challenges, but uh, it's a ton ton of fun. So I would love to hear about all that. So let's start though. Let's start with your story. Um, how did you get into your craft and how did you get started on Etsy? Um, so I've always, uh, it's kind of funny. I've always been in sales, um, since I was probably in high school. And, uh, as you probably realize, it's pretty stressful. And, uh, so I would just like go out in the shop and kind of tinker around and used to be huge into like building cars and things like that. Well, that gets pretty expensive and only costs you money. So (laughs) I uh, started building furniture kind of in the shop um, after work. And, uh, you know, some family members wanted something or some friends and it just kind of blew up from there. And somebody said, oh, hey, you should sell your stuff on Etsy because, you know, I'm sure it would sell. And uh, so that's when I kind of switched to figure out how like what small products i could make that i could ship um easily and yeah started etsy shop i think it's probably been six or seven years ago now that i started on etsy probably seven years ago so um yeah and here today i you know it's hard to keep up so um it's been it's been really good for us you've got your fingers in so many different things like between you know etsy and then the the storefront i mean you've got you've got basically more than one business you're running. Yeah. So yeah, we have a storefront, we have local business, um, but most of it's online uh, shipped out of the state, I would say. So um, yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, that's, but that's also kind of how we wanted to build the business was online so we can do it from comfort of our own home. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice. I like Etsy just because, it's pretty efficient and you can, you can sell stuff. I mean, yeah, there's definitely customers you got to deal with, but um, you can still pump out a lot of stuff and uh, there's less like customer interaction. Um, Just like stuff you don't really need to, I guess it's just, it's efficient, I guess is really nice for the product side of the business. Um, You know, we can really sell a lot of stuff and, and ship it out quickly and easily. And so that's why I like it. But I had the same draw. I thought the same thing. So uh, one of the things that was so unique about you is you had some of your products featured in the Etsy house this past holiday season. And that, I mean, like what an honor. That's so cool. So can you tell us for, so some people won't even know what that is. So if you wouldn't mind, like, tell us, tell us a bit about what is Etsy house. And then, you know, how did you end up there? What was that like? Um, so it's like a virtual, um, showcase or just kind of like a, a house they design that you can walk through on your computer and they're all like shoppable links in the, in the house to all these products that they put in there. And I'm not sure who, I mean, it was like a, it's a big project from Etsy and uh, they contacted me like a month before it was out and said, Hey, um, 
you know, don't tell anybody, but you're in this. We chose your products and, uh, and we'd like to work with you on, on stuff. So actually, um, they put, they put a couple side tables and then an ottoman table in the, in the house. And then we also did a, ran a campaign. I worked with Etsy on, uh, actually a TikTok video that I made for them, um, to advertise it. So, so that was pretty neat too. Never done anything like that. Had they like sneaky bought something from you and you didn't even know it? They could have. I'm not sure. I mean, we've, I mean, Etsy will do these promotions a lot where they send out emails and stuff with certain products. So we've been contacted about that kind of stuff before and never really got into anything. So I didn't think anything of it, but um, it sure was cool once it was. And hopefully they, I think the link is down right now, but hopefully they put that back up. So I was so sad that they had it down just a couple of weeks ago um, because I was hoping everyone could see it. The house was breathtaking, like all of the items in there. It would be such an honor. So I, that, I thought that was so cool. And you totally teed up my next question. So thank you for that. You have like a huge following on TikTok. I mean, that's how I found you. You are, you are literally huge on TikTok. Tell us about that. How did that happen? Does it send you business? Like, how do you feel about TikTok? Actually, I don't even know if it's sensing business. I guess you found me and I think other people have, but it's just uh, kind of fun for me. Um, I'm working on building like a personal, my personal brand of like what I do and kind of what we do on our farm and that kind of stuff. And really, I just, I just have fun with it. I just make funny videos or videos of me making stuff or doing stuff. We like to go camping and, and jeeping and stuff. And that's, that's some of the videos that I do. And um, just try to keep it really light and, and fun. And the audios are great that you can, that you can use. So, um, yeah, just, we've had a couple, uh, videos kind of like go viral where they've gotten like over a million views on oh some videos. And that's how you get the followers, I guess. But it's, I mean, I've been doing it for quite a few years, probably three years now, at least kind of right when oh, I first, early adopter. Okay. Right when I first started. So, um, that I think I'm sure that's helped as well, but yeah, it's just fun. A good, good creative outlet for me. So I love your videos. And I think that since you have a handmade product, the behind the scenes is like exact, like that is just ripe for virality. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've noticed, you know, I, before I was in on Etsy, I used to be a social media, um, consultant and I manage a bunch of accounts. So I've dabbled in so many different platforms and I feel like TikTok right now is the one where we can really take off. Like you can be, in, you can be completely unknown and then overnight be very known um, if you position yourself right. And so like, that's been really fun for me. I've really enjoyed it because Instagram for me is like nails on a chalkboard. I, I, it's very hard to get an edge there, but um, what tips, like, could you offer some tips to an Etsy seller who maybe wants to use TikTok for their shop? Like, what do you think is the best approach for them marketing on there if they were going to try it? Um, try to be, uh, I don't know what the right word is. Just be yourself. I mean, just just have fun with it and something will happen. I mean, the the video that you think won't go viral does. That is and so true. You can't expect and you try too hard and those ones never work. So just trying different things. Post try to do a video once a week or do a couple a week or something and just posting your process. Like um, I think maybe it was like Gary Vee or somebody said like document don't create so you can spend weeks on making a video but then there's weeks that your that your audience doesn't see a video and it's more like just put stuff out there and something will catch something will work and uh, don't be too pushy with your brand either it's like people will if they like what you're doing they'll they'll look you up and figure out what you do um and find your products so that's my opinion on it 
I think that's that's completely genius. And like the I think the authenticity and, the, you know, being genuine is completely critical to the platform. You really can't get away with anything else. So that's actually something I really like about it. <laughs> There's just it's just like a no BS platform. You know, I also noticed um, what about Pinterest for you? Has that been a part of your business growth or and what's your strategy there? Yeah, Pinterest. Um, I mean, I never really thought too much about Pinterest. I mean, I knew there was always like a place that I should post stuff and do things, but uh, it used to be pretty clunky and kind of hard to post things and took a long time. I mean, it still is some of that. I know they have like tools and stuff to make it easier, but um, no, lately in the last, maybe the last two years, um, I started posting. They now allow videos on there. And so sometimes I'll post like just my TikTok videos you can save and put on, put on there, but Usually I like to do it without the watermark and just that was my question, videos. Okay. Yeah. Link them to my Etsy shop or link them to our website. And I mean, we get tons of traffic from it. Now, probably a lot of it is like people that are like trying to figure out what I'm doing or how to copy my product or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Just like getting people, getting in front of people is the biggest thing and like getting, gaining attention from people of what I'm doing. So they're going to know somebody that needs to buy a piece of furniture. You know, if they can remember me that I make stuff then all the better. So that's, that's why I spend time on Pinterest just, uh, and then we, you know, we post our pictures of our products too. And, um, actually we can do, uh, I think it's called verified merchants now. Yes. So we're actually a verified merchant on there. I don't even know how that happened. I think it's kind of a recent thing, but now it's like connected to our website. So Pinterest, um, post like post products from our website automatically. And we don't even do it. I don't think I'm not even really sure how it all works, but it seems to be working and we've actually sold some stuff from Pinterest. Um, you know, I had somebody contact me kind of locally and buy a dining table because they found us on Pinterest. So I know it works, but it's, it's fun. It's just another platform that I think is really, really good for, any Etsy seller, anybody like that that's doing their own business. So particularly physical products, I think. Yes, absolutely. And it, they seem 2022 had they've gone so hard e-commerce. It's mm -hmm. like a whole new world on Pinterest. That's so awesome. Okay. So I, I just kind of, I want to sit back in here, like, tell me about your, um, your, your favorite product you make. Like, do you, do, do any of them have a really special story or are there some that just really near and dear to your heart? Um, so much really? time goes into it. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is not a quick thing to make. So it's hard to say what's my favorite because it's like, that's the favorite part about, about this business is I can create new products all the time. Like, that's my favorite part. Usually I'm too busy to do it, but I just like carve out time. I got to do, I got to create a brand new product, like at least like once every couple months. I know that seems like a lot, but it's, it's something that I, it's really worked for me and just like totally new products that no one else is doing. Um, that I can, I can do my own little spin and make, make something valuable. And it's really helped our business. And, um, you know, I like, I like, we've been building clocks forever and tables and stuff like that. And, um, I really like our new waterfall products. Um, and they, and it's kind of my design. I mean, I've seen it other places, but the way I do it is a lot different, a lot more different. And, uh, so pretty much what it is, is the wood grain will actually looks like it's falling down the side of the table where you can actually follow the grain of the wood all the way down wow. and over the side. So that's really fun because it's like every single one of those is different. 
they're all unique. Um, not eat, you know, nothing's the same. So it's a challenge to build as well, which is, I look for challenging things to make. Cause it's like, how am I going to stand apart from the competition? How am I going to stand apart from, uh, you know, the furniture shop shop down the road that's selling stuff from China. I mean, I gotta, I gotta make stuff that's valuable. That's, um, different, that's unique, that's high quality. Um, and you know, these kind of products that I'm doing, hopefully tick those boxes. So, um, and, and they're fun to make and they're, they're exciting. Every single one's different. So. I feel like your products are like heirloom. Like you're, it's the kind of thing that my great, great grandchild will still have, you know, it's just the exact opposite of Ikea. Can you talk a bit about the, uh, I want to say, was it the, um, clocks that really helped you take off? What's kind of like your, your shop story? Yeah. So, um, the clocks were definitely a huge, huge thing and they did really well on Etsy. They used to, I mean, I honestly, we don't sell as many as we used to. Um, I think it's a style thing, but, um, yeah, they're, they kept us busy for a lot of years and helped us grow the business, but, you know, styles change. And, um, I guess luckily we've been doing lots of other products and that's, what's helped fill the gap. But, um, yeah, our, like our farmhouse style clocks. I mean, there's one behind me. That's a walnut. It's gorgeous. One. That's a, Is that would you call that farmhouse style? I always think of white in my head. Yeah, that one's not. That's more of you know just a classic, a modern one. But um, yeah, there's I have other white ones in here too that are just um, shiplap style. Like that used to be huge with the um, HGTV stuff, and I just don't think it is anymore. But yeah, that helped us a lot, and just making products that you could easily ship that you can make in a couple of weeks. Um, so I mean that's our clocks. Like we do that, but I mean, there's tons of other products that you can do that, that are the same thing that, um, that don't cost a whole ton to make, but they're unique and someone can't buy them somewhere else. So, um, that, that's kind of the stuff that I look for. And, um, but yeah. What about, um, so shipping has got to be quite a bear for you though. <laughs> I can't even imagine what, how do you, how do you manage shipping on these big pieces? Yeah, the shipping is a challenge. Um, we use like UPS and FedEx ground for a lot of the smaller stuff and seems to work pretty well. Um, they they break stuff all the time. I mean, that's pretty common in shipping, but, uh, you know, we make, we order like custom made boxes, um, that are made to the specific size of the product. And then, yeah, it costs a lot more to do that, but it, it saves me time on shipping oh, stuff yeah. out like tons <laughs> of time and you can standardize it. So, that helps. And then, um, you know, our bigger pieces, those are shipped like freight. So those okay. take a lot more, you got to build a pallet for them and that kind of stuff. So that's a challenge, but that's doable. I mean, we do, we sell large item. I mean, I, I sold a 10 foot table on Etsy. Like it's possible. Um, totally doable for big stuff. The hard thing is the turnaround time on the big stuff, but, um, most people are understanding on that. So on the larger do you, items, do you but, send it must be sold in pieces right they have to assemble it when it gets to them yeah it's broken down and then they got to pull the pallet apart and stuff like that too to get it inside but it's really not any different than any other place you can get furniture from so um if you buy it online i mean it's going to come somehow so yep so it's it's a challenge shipping is probably my least favorite part but it's like it's a necessity and it's the price you pay for not being in a big city and having a retail store. So we're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Iowa, Eastern Iowa, we're 
half an hour from any decent sized city, um, which is what we love. I mean, that's why we moved here. And um, but it's it's a challenge selling our stuff, and that's why we went the Etsy route, and that's why we have our own website and that kind of stuff. So, you know. So, are you driving stuff into town, like on a truck, every day to take to you know FedEx or UPS, or do they come get it? Yeah, they come get it. You can uh, schedule pickups. Um, okay, I didn't know if you were too so, rural. <laughs> no, nope. They pretty much come every single day, and you just schedule a pickup. We we prefer UPS, but um, we do ship some stuff FedEx as well. But um, yeah, you can set up set up smart pickups is what it's called. I okay. think is what it's called, and uh, pretty much what I would say with people starting out doing shipping is like contact. Um, like UPS directly and ask to get a, uh, like a rep is what they call them, I think. So get a rep and then they'll set you up better on rates and on pickups and helping you with all that stuff. So um, that's what, that's what we, that's really worked for us, you know, working with them directly, they can help us. So. Is that more for bigger pieces too? Cause I know people always talk about pirate ship to get better rates to integrate with their Etsy shop, but I'm not I feel sure. Like you're I know. A <laughs> yeah, it's different. I mean, well, shop, we have like a Shopify website and you can get pretty good rates on there, but I've never actually, for how many years we've done Etsy, I've never used Etsy labels. So really? Nope. Not once. So we've done everything third party on UPS or FedEx. So that's so interesting. I've actually never worked with UPS. That's, that would have been really, we did, we did FedEx for our big, our really big above bed signs. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by the Perfecting Pinterest eCourse by Sophia Lee. Okay, so I'm particularly excited about today's sponsor because if you use this resource correctly, you could completely blow up your Etsy shop with sales. No joke. If there was ever a game changer for Etsy success, it is Pinterest and learning how to master it. Before I tell you more, you need to know I have quite literally spent over $1,000 on Pinterest courses over the years several thousand on blogging courses. And I learned a ton. Most of them were valuable. I don't have a whole bunch of regrets. But earlier this year, I was introduced to the blogger Sophia Lee, who started her blog in college and has killed the game. Four years later now, she's earning 70000 plus per month, per month from her blog. I was intrigued. <laughs> so I bought her blogging e-course and her Pinterest e-course because A, I was curious about her strategy since her blog is so lucrative. And B, I could not believe how reasonable the price was. Like, wow, compared to what I have spent before, it was an absolute steal. I also have a blog in addition to my Etsy shop. And so I learned early on that Pinterest is the most powerful way to get readers to your blog. And it's one of the best free ways to drive traffic to your Etsy shop. So the reason I'm partnered with Sophia Lee today is because I went through her Pinterest course and it was out, outstanding. I'm not kidding. Outstanding. It was packed with so much value. I would recommend it to my best friend. I already recommended it to my mom who took it and loved it. And I have zero reservations recommending it to you either. So if you have not tried promoting your Etsy listings on Pinterest which is some of the best free traffic you can get, or you still need to learn how to build strategy for Pinterest, I cannot recommend perfecting Pinterest enough. Sophia Lee built her Pinterest course to teach bloggers how to promote their posts, but what you'll learn directly applies to your Etsy listings too. In all the places where she is linking a blog post, you'll do the same with your Etsy listings. 
I feel confident you'll get a ton of value out of it. You can grab my link down in the show notes and check out the course info today. It's immediately available to you. And I am so excited to see what a difference it makes. So you must have, okay, at what point did you, you, you have a team, right? I know you have employees. That wasn't part of the intro. So I would love to, and I know actually I'm going a little off script here, but Ethan, you, you've just got totally different perspective than most people I interview. So I would love to know if you don't mind, like at what point did you hire and what, you know, what did you delegate <laughs> because you're an artist? So how does that work? And, and how do you, how do you like having a team? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, our team is small still. I mean, the majority of the work is done by myself and my wife. So what has that been? Well, kind of the beginning of 2020 is when um, my wife kind of stopped doing her job and came full time. Melissa came full time. Wow. With us. And now so she watches our kids during the day and and raises them while I'm working and stuff in the shop. And it's great. Um, we love it and uh, gives us a lot more flexibility in life. And um, but see, she she can just work at night uh, when the kids go to bed. So that's great. And she does a lot with the website and with the invoices and all that kind of stuff. But then we also have a couple other employees that are part-time um, and they kind of work nights, weekends or whatever, when they want oh, okay. to. And, um, yeah, we've been, we have a couple subcontractors too, that will do stuff in their own shop that help us with certain things. So, um, but that's the hardest part is like, you know, I got the eye for it. I created these products. I know the quality that they need to be at and a lot of them are pretty unique and I've developed these skills to, to work with them. So it's, it's hard training people. So, you know, kind of how we've started is just, they can do some of the basic um, things that are at the beginning of the process um, where it's more of the rough work that they can, it's just standard, standard wood, woodworking jobs that they can do um, that anybody could do. And they enjoy it cause it's new for them. And, I enjoy it because it's less work that I have to do. Um, but that is a struggle that we have is um, pretty much if I don't touch it, it's not going to get shipped out. Um, okay. So we're running into that issue right now where we're selling a lot, but we, I've pretty much like I was kind of sick last week and it set me behind because I can't make the product and I can't ship it out because I know how to do all that stuff. So, so that's a challenge that we've got to figure out how to, how to fix going forward. Um, so I don't have to touch every single product, but that yeah, is it's... such a challenge. I cannot tell you how many people we went through helping us and, and finding, um, someone who could do it the same way I did it or build it the same way, you know, my husband built everything and then I would paint and to try to find someone who could, it was really difficult. We ended up, you know, having to break it down. We, we, we worked a lot with reclaimed wood. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were having to break it down and then, and process it. And so we were having people help with that more thing or the mm -hmm. base painting or the base staining. Whereas like the lettering, forget it, even with a really good stencil, they couldn't duplicate it. Um, so I completely understand. And I really hope you can find a real like, a solid craftsman to help you out because the only way to expand is to get that, that extra help in there. Yep. Yep. And we're, we're struggling with just the space too. I mean, I'm sure most small businesses are so. We're working on fixing that problem and then we can hopefully hire some more help and have you need more physical space like your workshop needs to be expanded yeah i mean our stuff is just so big it's all it's all large items and we just we got a decent sized workspace right now but it's just not big enough so we're building a new shop this this summer um so that'll help with 
with that and hopefully we can keep expanding and yeah, add more people to the team and keep uh, producing new products. So that's pretty fun. Oh, that's so exciting. We'll have to, we'll have to have you back and hear how this all, how this all evolves. Yeah. What about, you know, we haven't, we haven't actually talked about this before, Ethan, talk to me about your, your photography. Do you, who, who takes your pictures and, and do you have um, any kind of strategy or tips on that? Your, your photos are gorgeous. Yeah. Thanks. Um, we've had some help over the years, but I'd say the majority of the stuff, I, I take the pictures myself. Um, most of it's like, so most of our stuff is like made to order or custom. And so I can usually photograph it before it gets shipped out. And that's usually what we do is just quick, take pictures of it and then ship it out. Um, my wife is helping more with the photos now. Um, as she has a little bit more free time during the day. Um, but definitely like mid afternoon, um, natural lighting, like, not even filtered, like just natural sunlight. Um, at least with our physical products and the wood and the stains and stuff, I try not to do any editing, like almost at yes. all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> people just, they can't figure out that, oh, um, why is this product not look exactly like the picture? And it's like, well, yeah, it's a different house. It's different lighting. It's you name it. I mean, I, I know how to take pictures. <laughs> like there's a lot of things involved with that. So it's tricky. And if you start editing stuff, it's, it won't even look like the same product when they get it. So that's why we're big on the natural lighting and, um, we're trying to stage stuff more too. And that's what was going to be my question is, do you do staging and, and where do you do that? That would be so interesting. Like, do you just do it all in your home or do you take it to someone else's house? Yeah, we actually do most of it in our own home or like during the summer, we love taking, you probably notice on our website, just like we take stuff outside. So we love like outdoor photography. So it's perfect. We find like we're in a, I mean, there's a lot of history in this area. So there's lots of old buildings and barns and things like that. And we can just take our furniture outside and take pictures of it in front of that stuff. And um, so that's pretty fun, but yeah, we're, we're doing more stuff. And now we have a showroom so we can take some pictures in here when it's staged, but um, that's always been a challenge, but that's the thing that I always told myself is like, no matter how much time it takes, to take these pictures and it's going to mess up your day. It doesn't matter. You got to take the pictures because you can't sell stuff online unless you have good pictures of your stuff. Yes. Um, that's just what I've learned over the years. Like it stinks to stop everything and go take pictures, but it's a necessity. So <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I'd like paint something really, really cool. <laughs> and I would have it totally boxed and like, right, like ready at the door to go out and realize I didn't take a picture and I really had to like, it's, you're so right. <laughs> But it's so important. You you're you're at a loss without it, especially something custom. And never fails. Somebody wants exactly what you just made a week later. Yes. You don't have a picture of it. <laughs> yes, literally, literally. Yeah. And then we're you know, at a certain point for me, you you couldn't do a mock up for it. It was too. It was way too unique. Yep. Exactly. Um. Okay. Well, let's. I let's talk a little bit about when did you add on the Shopify website? I mean, now so we went from Etsy to a Shopify and even a storefront. Can you maybe talk a bit about that progression and how did you know you were you know, maybe ready to take that step? And I mean, I guess I'd also love if you have any advice on that for, I get asked all the time, Ethan, uh, by new sellers or um, people thinking about Etsy, like, isn't it better to start your own website first? And so you've, you've managed this progression really well. So I'd love to hear your story and then any insight you might have to someone asking themselves that own that question, where to start. I mean, I, I'm just figuring it out as I go. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything either. I just, I just work hard and we try to figure out ways to make our lives easier and more profitable. So 
Um, we, I mean, we've always had a website. We've always done Etsy and our website. And uh, I don't know. It's just something I knew that always, I always had to have a website. And it's like, if people are going on Etsy and then they come to our website to make sure like we're a legit business and we're going to make their product that they're going to spend hundreds of dollars on. So I always thought that, it, yeah, it was very important to have that, even if they're not buying on the website, which for quite a few years, no one really did. I mean, they'd contact us to there, but. Mm -hmm. um, Super common. They don't buy from there, but they'll, yeah. That was common starting out. And we used to have a, I think it was a Wix website and it was good and it was designed well, but it just, it didn't work with commerce. So um, the Shopify one is really starting to take off. Um, I think we've had that now for like two years. Um, is when we switched everything over and it's, it's not as hard as you think. Um, I would say if you're doing commerce, like, and you don't want to pay a web developer thousands of dollars, like do something like Shopify because it's built for that. And it's built for tying in to get like other websites into yours, which has really been helpful for us. And we're still, I mean, we still got work to do there, but, um, yeah, now we're getting, um, I guess the other part is, uh, I, I kind of felt like we were maxed out on Etsy. Um, I just felt like oh, wow. there's so much you can do on there. Like there's only so many people looking for your products on there. I mean, that's, that's after a couple of years. Like I just thought, okay, we need to start figuring out other ways to gain audience. And rather than building just our Etsy web, like Etsy site and building their business, like we need to build our own business. Like that's, if we aren't profitable, we aren't in business. I mean, you can't sell anything on Etsy if you're not making any money. So, um, you know, we're, that's why we've been trying to, trying to build our business and other, other avenues. I mean, like the showroom is just getting started. I mean, we just opened up, we don't even have signs up yet. So oh my I mean, gosh. We're, we're so fresh and new, but, uh, Where is it? that's just two miles down our road right on the interstate. Um, it's just an old building and we've been working on it and they've kind of the people we're renting from, they've fixed it up. And so it used to be a retail store like 10 years ago and now we're, we're back in here and trying to make it happen. So, um, now we just got to get, get a way to get people in the door. I mean, there's probably tens of thousands of people that drive by every day on the interstate. It's like 200, um, feet away, but how do we get people to stop in? So it's a whole new challenge. It's a whole new, it's just exciting, um, to try to figure that kind of stuff out where I've been only focused on online sales and not in person. So now it's like, okay, how do you craft products that, that sell online, but also sell in person? to somebody that's driving down the road that wants to just pick something up. So um, we're starting to work on like lower priced items for stuff like that. So people can pick it up on the road. So, so it's a fun challenge for us, but um, yeah. So you have a team member down there manning that store. Yeah. We're, we're paying the neighbor to kind of watch over it. So if people want to actually like meet with us, I mean, we always ask them to set up a time, but we're, I mean, I can be here in less than five minutes. So that's the nice thing. Um, someone's in the store. I can just tell them, Hey, I'll be there in a second. Um, so that's why it works for us. That's amazing. So are you, it's okay. So it's just down the road. So it's not in like a little town. It is, it's the actual building itself is pretty rural. Just yeah, right off it's the highway. Pretty rural. And it's like a little truck stop and there's like a hotel here and that kind of thing, like a oh my gosh. gas station and a, a pizza shop. So it's like, it's like a little mini town, but it's not, you know, nobody lives here kind of thing. Okay. But there are other places they would stop there for maybe gas or food or whatever. And so that's the idea is like, and it's the main, it's like one of the biggest interstates in the country. So there's people going by from everywhere. So, um, so that's kind of fun. 
That's so awesome. I would literally be going there for all my furniture. That is a riot. Yeah. Just down the road. So, um, you've got so you've got such vast experience, Ethan, you've just done all these, you've got all these different angles <laughs> that you've been teaching us about. Do you have some specific tips you would give to a new seller? Uh, a lot of people come and listen to this because they're getting started or they're new or they're stumped. Um, just as someone who, and, and I know you've already said that you're, you don't know what you're doing and you're just learning as you go, but you know a lot. So what would you tell the new guy who's trying to figure it out? First couple of steps, what advice would you give them? Um, I would say one of the biggest things for me is like creating my own products, like my own, like not trying to copy somebody like, okay, everybody makes clocks. Yeah. Well, and everybody makes tables. There's tons of people that do that. Okay. But make your own and like, make it your own something that no one else is making like that, that you can, um, stand apart from the crowd. I mean, our best, best products now are the ones that no one else even sells. That's, that's the things that are doing the best for us. So, um, that's what I would say is like, you copy somebody. Yeah, you can copy, but, um, and you might be able to sell some, but the person you copy is probably 10 steps ahead of you. So are right. you ever really going to get anywhere with that? Um, you know, everybody gets inspiration somewhere, but I would say, try to try to create stuff that's your own and that's different. Uh, <clears throat> um, be consistent. Something that's worked for me is just consistently show up every day. Um, starting a business, it's, sorry to tell you, it's seven days a week. Um, you're going to have customers contact you Sunday at 1130 at night. Um, now, you don't have to answer them all, but it's a full-time job running an Etsy shop. And it's like, you just got to be consistent. You got to post stuff, um, post stuff on social media as much as you can. Make new listings. Um, that's what it's worked for me, just being consistent. Um, don't be afraid to ask. I mean, that's what I've learned in sales is like, don't, like you're talking to somebody and they're asking a bunch of questions. Well, don't be afraid to ask for the sale. Um, if you're providing enough value to somebody and they want, they've expressed interest in your product, ask them and see what's it going to take to get, get across that line and make this happen and make them, you know, build the product for them. Um, something that's also worked for us is just like having made to order products. Um, we always used to think like, oh, you're just going to have a whole shed full of products that you can sell in stock and people will just buy them all. That's what we used to think for years. And Yikes. that is totally not the case. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not at all. Not with this type of business, maybe with like large retail, but not with this type of business. Uh, we have products we've been sitting on for a long time that are in stock. For some reason, there's certain products that if you can figure out certain products that will sell that you can use pictures or videos from to sell and then make them and, you know, take a couple of weeks. I mean, we have decent lead times where you can build something in a couple of weeks and ship it out. Um, that's worked best for us. So try to figure out, I know it's not for everybody, but it seems to work really well with this type of business is made, make it made to order in a few weeks. So, um, we like doing that. Um, Another thing is diversify. Um, try not to do just one product. Like I said, with um, one of our clocks styles that sold like crazy for years. Um, glad I didn't just sell that product. And I have other ones because now it doesn't sell. We used to sell tons of them. We don't even get like one sale a month now from that product. It used to be our top product. It's not anymore. And so 
if I wanted to diversify it and, and found hundreds of other products that I could sell, like we'd be out of luck. I mean, we'd be out of business. So um, always be thinking of the next thing and, and figuring out a way to make that and, and sell it. I mean, it's, it's also gets boring after a while if you're just selling one or two products. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what we like is styles change and what people want changes. And so if, if you can kind of roll with that, and do different products, then that's a lot more fun too. I mean, you can get burnout real quick doing the same thing every single day. So trying to do different stuff is good. But is that your list? Yeah, that's that's pretty much my list, I guess. <laughs> well, where uh, do you how do you get inspired? What do you do when you're looking for I mean you're you've been so good at innovation. Um, I mean, among the best of really just coming up with your own, like you really put your money where your mouth is about come up with your own ideas. How do you get inspired? Um, I'd say kind of like, I don't know. I'd say kind of how we first started too, is making, like figuring out what products I want in my own house. Cause I'm pretty picky. And if it's, if it's not good enough for my own house that I can use it, like I don't even want to sell it. So, you know, we want functional that's something about our business. Like we we're, we're trying to create functional, like pieces of artwork for their home. Like we are, we are not cheap. Like we want highest quality products that work really well and that you use every day. I mean, I have people, customers that years later saying, I use this um, side table every single day, multiple times a day and love it. And like, they tell everybody they know about this product and like clocks, like, you're going to look at that clock every single day. It's got a function, but it's also beautiful on the wall. So that's for us. I mean, trying to, trying to merge all that stuff together and figure out um, kind of what products kind of tick all those boxes um, because that ultimately is what's going to give the value to the customer. Um, and it doesn't matter what you make. I mean, it can all, anything you make, it doesn't have to be furniture. It doesn't have to be wall decor. I mean, anything like that. I think um, if you can figure out ways that it can really connect with the customer and be functional, I mean, I guess all art doesn't have to be functional, but ours just is. I mean, that's just kind of what I like. Um. Okay. If you guys have been listening to me for more than 20 minutes, you've probably heard me talk about the three most important components of a successful Etsy shop. So number one, a product that people are actually searching for and buying right now. Number two, beautiful product photos that stand out in the search results. And number three, your SEO or keywords, which really simply just means your Etsy listings need to include the exact same phrases that your shoppers are searching for up there in that Etsy search bar. In fact, even if shoppers are buying your product like gangbusters from other shops and your pictures are like the quality to be on the cover of a magazine, if you don't have your SEO nailed and those perfect word phrases all throughout your Etsy listings, shoppers will literally never find you. So wait, 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 don't feel discouraged. I've got you. I want to let you in on my secret weapon for SEO on Etsy. It's a website called Sale Samurai that mines all of Etsy's shop and listing data so that you don't have to. Thank you. <laughs> you can find out what keyword phrases are searched the most for every single niche and how many listings are using them so that you can understand how steep the competition is. That is so 
helpful. So within the program, you're able to see details like hundreds of other keywords you can use, what shops and listings are performing the best in your space, what the pricing competition looks like, and so much more. It's literally literally a goldmine of information that will help you compete in the search results. So if you would like to get a sneak peek of exactly what Sales Samurai can do, why I love it so much, what makes it so powerful, I created a YouTube video that will give you that overview. So check that out. It will be linked in the podcast show notes for you. And so Sales Samurai is a very reasonable monthly membership that you're going to want to maintain because you're going to do this research constantly in your Etsy shop. And they have very generously given me a 20% off for life coupon code just for you guys. So you get to start with a free trial, but go through my link so that they'll give you that lower rate for as long as you stick with the service. We all need to save a few bucks here and there. So the code is how to sell your stuff. There's no spaces between the words and it's all lowercase. But of course, I will just link their site, the discount code and that YouTube mini tutorial for you all down in the show notes. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys to get your hands on this one. I'm obsessed with it. I literally use it every day. I use it with my clients. We help help them get the edge. And I just know how much it can help you with that SEO game. So I definitely encourage you to give it a try. I think that's awesome. And what about, uh, what about anticipating trends or how do you, how do you pivot and anticipate what's coming next? So you can like design the perfect thing for the, the coming trends. I'm pretty bad at that. I'll be honest. I, what? I don't focus on that. I would say. Oh my I, gosh. I love that answer. Nope. I, I try not to chase the trends. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll like take note when people are asking about certain things or, you know, you might make some products because someone asks for that certain type of product. But a lot of my stuff that I make is, has been in the works for a long time. It's going to be, it's going to take way longer to create that product from scratch than how long a trend lasts. I mean, some trends can last a couple of years, but most of the time they, they last for like three or four months. So it's hard to capture those trends. Um, I think my wife keeps saying that people are more into like darker, richer woods and stuff, which is perfect because that's what we've been doing for years. So I think we just get lucky sometimes with some of these trends. It's not that we're actually trying to chase them down. So um, maybe, maybe smaller products or quicker to make products. You could, you could chase trends more. Um, but we're too busy to really deal with that too. So. I love that you said that you're following your customer. You're following the questions that you get. And I mean, as that's like your one angle towards trends is just paying attention to what feedback are you getting? What questions are you getting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what people are asking for. Um, cause I have people ask about all sorts of different products and, um, there's obviously a need if they're asking somebody for it. So figuring out, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to make every single type of furniture for somebody's house. Like I want to do stuff that actually makes us money and that we like doing too. So I'm not, I'm not going to do everything that someone's asking, but yeah, um, at least just listening to them and, and hearing them out and seeing what, what the need is out there. So is there anything else that you would like to share that just like totally off script, anything that's just kind of come up in your mind or um, that you jotted down before we talked? I just want to give you some space to share whatever you'd be excited to share about. Um, I would say um, probably the biggest thing, and maybe I didn't mention this, but I started this business um, alongside another job. And I think that's pretty important until you figure stuff out. Like, yes. Like, 
I mean, it's really important. I mean, it's unless you have somebody giving you a bunch of money. I mean, even then, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Like, you got to figure out things that sell and things that, especially in the product business, it's like you got to you got to tweak. That takes years to figure that stuff out. Um, we've got lucky sometimes with some products, and they and they seem to sell pretty quickly. But it wasn't like that in the beginning. I mean, it takes years to just build that foundation. So I would say try to try to build your Etsy shop and and work an you know another job on the side, even if it's not a full time job, at least a side job that you can keep paying the bills with. Um, but definitely take take risks, um, try different things out, and don't be afraid of that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's nerve wracking taking some of those risks, but it's worth it in the long term. Um, definitely worth it. You know, starting my own business. So. I would say it's great that there's like a place like Etsy that that it's it's easy. I mean, I tell people this all the time. Like, if there was no Etsy, if there was no internet, like I wouldn't have a business right now. Yeah, like it's it's as easy as that. We live in the middle of nowhere, and so um, Iowa, and it's like it's it's really really nice. You know, take um, use those those uh, websites, and they're not the only one. I mean, there's a lot of websites out there, but Use them to your advantage and uh, work on it when you have time. Um, starting your own business just takes time and uh, no one's going to do it for you. So just putting in the work and doing a little bit here and there doesn't mean you have to work 18 hours a day on it. Like you can work a couple hours um, at yeah. night or something. Um, that's what I would say. Just that's start why you keep somewhere. your day job, right? <laughs> that's yep, why you keep it because mm -hmm. you can't just jump in all, the, all at once right at the beginning. So. That's what I would say. It seems to work for me. I mean, it's it was a lot of extra work doing that way, but uh, I think you find you design and you find better products doing it that way because um, you can kind of take your time and figure out what works and what doesn't. So, yeah. I think your business is an example of what Etsy was initially created for. Um, you know, just extremely high quality, literally handmade by a craftsman. It's going to cost more, but it's going to last forever. And it's just going to be such a feature piece for, you know, in your case for the home, but it could be the same for a jewelry maker or for a painter or for, you know, um, someone who's using uh, needle arts or whatever like that. It's especially, I, I've noticed, I was studying the trends this year and um, Etsy was sharing a lot about how people are getting back to that. You know, we kind of went through the Amazon and we still have some, I know there's a time and a place for everything, right? But we still have the Amazon, like, give me fast, give me cheap. But as a culture, especially after weathering the two past two years of annoying, just difficulty, um, we're really getting back to like quality mm -hmm. and hearts and good and things that last. And so I just love that you've been carrying that banner this, this whole time. Like you're such quality, Ethan, like you, your products, your family, your farm, um, I really appreciate your willingness to come share because there's just not many like you anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. top notch. Well, I appreciate that. And that's what I like to tell people too, when I'm talking about this stuff is like, yeah, there's like a, a push to want to be the cheapest and want to be the fastest and stuff. And it's like, I built my business doing the total opposite. Like I am not the cheapest. I am definitely not the fastest, but it's the quality that I'm, I'm focusing on and people appreciate that. And yeah, you're going to have people that think it's Etsy is Amazon and it's it's not there in two days. And what's the problem? I mean, I literally had one of those yesterday. I'm so, still harvesting the wood, ma'am. Yeah, it takes time. I mean, um, so 
you're going to deal with that. It's definitely more, I think it's more prevalent than it used to be just because Amazon and stuff is, is out there. But um, it's just, I think it's a challenge that um, you just got to figure out a way to present yourself in a different way and offer value in a different way than being the fastest and the cheapest. So um, I can't remember that saying that somebody said, you can have, what is it? You can have two or three things, fast, cheap, or or quality you can't have you can't have all three um so i mean that's that's something i think about a lot is um and i see it on etsy too is like everybody wants to they're going to sell more if they're cheaper if they're 15 dollars cheaper than somebody else it's like not really because i i go into a store and i don't go for the cheapest thing i mean for some stuff that's a but i mean a lot of times I'll, I'll look for the most quality thing. Cause I don't, Same. I'm going to spend this money on this thing, especially a yep. lot of money. I don't want this to break. I don't want it to be terrible. I mean, I want a, a quality product. So I think that's where a lot of our customers at least come to us, um, is for quality. So. It's so fun hearing stories like yours because you know, every guest we have on here is so different. Right. And, and I mean, there's some common threads, but I love how yours, your story once again shows just there are different paths that people can take on Etsy. There's not just one way. You know, some of the things you've said, I've said the exact opposite before, or other guests have said something so different. So I just love that everyone got a chance to hear like your path, which has been so different and so beautiful and so successful. And there's just so much to admire about it. So I, um, what is the best place for our listeners to find you and connect? Like, how can they follow you? How can they order from you? Where should they go? Um, I mean, our website, uh, hazeloakfarms.com is our website. That's probably the best place to see all of our work all in one spot. But uh, to contact me, I mean, Instagram is a pretty good way to get, get a hold of us and to see like all the new stuff that we're, that we're pumping out. Um, and then you want to see my goofy videos. I mean, you can go on TikTok. It's just my uh, name, Ethan Morford. So um, that's pretty fun too. But um, yeah, it's, that's probably your best place. We're going to link all of that in the show notes. So if any of you, if you didn't catch that, but uh, you guys absolutely give him a follow. You're going to enjoy uh, just the beauty of, of everything that Ethan does. It's, it's so inspiring. It's so quality. It's just the things that make us feel good and warm. And like, there's still something to live for. <laughs> so Ethan, thank you for sharing your story and being willing to come hang out with me today. Yeah. Thanks for all the kind words. I appreciate that. And um, it was a lot of fun. I meant every single one and we have to keep in touch and, and do this again down the road as things evolve. So I will talk to you soon. Yep. Sounds great. Thanks. And that's a wrap on this episode of how to sell your stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.